The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A rise in antisocial behaviour and crime by teenage gangs in Dublin is under the spotlight again since that attack on the US tourists last month. However, those who work in the delivery business are no strangers to these types of confrontations. Our reporter Josh Crosby has been meeting with delivery riders to hear about the abuse they face and he's with me now. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Pat. So, where did you go? What was it like going out on a run with these riders? So, I went out with two delivery riders just to get a sense of what's involved in the the day-to-day runs. Now, we went during the afternoon and, yes, we had the elements of the rain and the challenges of getting around the city traffic and the difficulties which can come with that. Road rage can be just as dangerous sometimes as the abuse these guys face from some of the young gangs. But the guys I went with have had stones and bottles thrown at them. But one guy I met from Bolivia said he was attacked with a knife in Temple Bar only two weeks ago. He said it was due to wearing three layers of thick clothes that the blade that was used against him, it didn't do as much damage as it could have done to his upper back. Now, now, thankfully, while I was out for a cycle with the delivery riders, we didn't come across any of these incidents of assaults that we'll hear about over the next few minutes. But first off, Pat, I took a visit to a bike rental and repair business just behind Henry Street. Now, does this cater for the riders specifically? 95% of what he rents out is two riders. Okay. And it's kind of, it's owned by a Brazilian man, Jan Fernandes He used to be a delivery rider himself when he first came to Ireland and now he has this premises which in a way it's turned into like a community hub for the riders. They come down, have their lunch, share information about what's happening around Dublin, what to watch out for. So I spent some time there meeting with the riders and those working in the shop and Jan says many of the riders don't feel safe in some areas. We are really afraid about these things because the life it's really important. Now the thing that is happening it's not only about uh, stolen bikes. I used to be a rider, sometimes I, I make some rides to see what is happening. They are attacking the people. So the life, it's more important than the only material. And uh, what we are fighting, it's for a better tomorrow. This thing is happening every day, it's like a usual thing. So you rent the bikes here? You yes. rent these to the workers and some of the riders who will have been doing this quite a long time, they probably own their bikes. But you're getting people who are new to the job, people who, who have arrived in Ireland and they're starting a new job delivering. So what are you telling someone who's signing up to this new job? Basically everybody that came we really tell about the dangerous things, the dangerous areas, because there is areas that's more dangerous than another one and actually we are putting a tracker on the bicycles. There is a tracker and there is an air tag as well. Can the people that rob the bike, can they not just remove this? If they find, yeah. <laughs> and we can find where is the bike and uh, we call to the guard. And uh, some of them help us knock the door, get in and get the bike. Another one's not, but uh, I, we understand that the laws doesn't allow some stuff. What needs to happen to improve working in this type of job? I hope like a project to help the young guys to get them off to the street or to put some future for them. And that's Jean-Fernand Chededa from Seven Bikes who's working with delivery riders every single day. So anyway, Josh, you went out with some of the workers who were picking up and dropping off uh, takeaway food. How'd you get on? 
Well, it was an experience anyway, to say the least. A lot of these workers use electric bikes, so I use something similar. And now I didn't have the big bag on my back, the, the box-shaped bag that people would be familiar with, which was a bonus because I was trying to record with my handheld recorder, pedal and steer around Dublin. But, but it was great to just get a sense of what's involved. But just what Jan was saying about starting to fit the bikes with trackers and, and tags, this is all well and good and it can give the guys some information on, on what has happened to their bike that they might have spent 1200 on, but then what ends up happening when they go to retrieve the bike? Jan said sometimes the guards do assist them, but then there are times when a delivery rider and his friends will track down a bike. I've seen the WhatsApp messages and an address is identified where the bike is and that could easily turn messy. We'll hear one of the guys in the next clip talk about what he's considering doing now to protect himself and this is where no one wants to see things going. Both men I went out with are from Brazil. Firstly, I went along with Daniel who has been doing deliveries for around a year and a half. Daniel says overall the job is okay but there are many difficulties you need to be prepared for. I involved in many accidents but if you don't want some troubles, just skip but it's difficult to, to work because the weather, teenagers, everything is against you. Yeah. So what challenges might you face on a typical journey like this? Now it's difficult because it starts raining so especially the area where I go in now is dangerous because they used to walk around the street there so I need to skip and watch back and careful, you know. Does it make you consider looking for a different job? Yeah, I work in two jobs. So I do deliver on evenings and night I work in a hotel. It's more safety because in nighttime is more dangerous. So I let you continue with your job today, uh -huh. with your run, and hopefully it's a safe, okay, okay, safe trip. Thanks so much, bro. My name is Zener. I'm here about six or maybe seven months. The car just crashed me, base me. It's a madness. It's not about the the money. They don't try to stole you. They try to bully you. So you were physically attacked, physically yes. assaulted. Yes, I have been attacked in Ballyfermon. So I have been attacked by five guys. I just try to defend myself. T teenagers? Yes, young? teenagers. I will not work there anymore because it's not safe. And are there other areas of Dublin other areas, that are yes. no-go? Yes. What has it forced you to do to protect yourself? Put my hands in the front of my head so now sometimes it doesn't work. But you don't carry any protection or...? No, no teaser, no, nothing, knife, nothing. But I, I'm thinking about to buy some teaser just to protect. Is that yeah. what some people are doing? Until now, no. But you are considering buying a taser gun? Yes, of course, because if it's legal, yes, I will make all, all the, the things to protect me. So what do you want to see being done to create a safer environment for you and your colleagues? <sighs> I don't know, maybe by taser. <laughs> it's, it's a bad thing because there's no way to protect yourself if you don't have a taser. We are not in the street to fight, we are in the street to work, just work. Two delivery riders in Dublin sharing their experiences of altercations with uh, gangs of teenagers. And that last man, considering buying a taser to protect himself, and, you know, you'd hope that's not the way it has to go, uh, where they take the law into their own hands to protect themselves. Just to clarify something, Josh, um, they don't carry much money. Isn't that the case? Because the orders are online. So the only money they might have are any tips they might get. Yeah, so it's nearly like all done online. But from what I'm hearing, it's the, the bikes that the, the guys want or the phones. And, and then as one guy said, it's not even to, um, to, to, to rob from them. It's to, uh, a sense of bullying. They're just yeah. an intimidation. So what are the companies they work for doing to protect them in the course of their work? Because those companies 
cannot survive doing their takeaway businesses without the riders. Of course. So I've been in touch with two of the main players in the food delivery business, Deliveroo and Just Eat. Now Deliveroo says it has a mobile security app called Flare, which is available to all riders in Ireland. The app monitors riders' responses through a sensor and makes immediate and urgent contacts on behalf of a rider in case of an emergency. It says if any rider is involved in any antisocial behaviour and reports this to the police, Deliveroo says it will assist however it can and all riders are automatically insured for free. Just Eat has a similar online tool. It says couriers who need assistance on a live order can contact via a chat function including if they feel unsafe and this will be dealt with by the Just Eat team who are trained in the, in this area. When it comes to stamping out these kind of incidents and, and confrontations, we know, look Pat, the first port of call on people's minds is the need for, for more Gardaí. I was down around Talbot Street following the attack on the American tourist and anyone working in the area who I was speaking with, they said they want to see more boots on the ground. Now, we do know an extra 10 million euro has been announced for, for Garda overtime in Dublin, but look, that won't be the be-all and end-all to, to reducing crime. I was speaking with criminologist Trina O'Connor about these assaults and antisocial behaviour towards delivery riders. Trina says there needs to be more targeted outreach programmes to, to reach the teenagers involved in these confrontations. The reason why delivery drivers, for example, are an easy target is because they're vulnerable, particularly those on, on bicycles. So they're a really easy target for what we call an opportunistic thief. When we see increases in poverty, we see increases in theft and we also see increases in drug use. What we're seeing is people reporting it now. So for many years, there would have been a lot of under-reporting of antisocial behaviour. People just would have accepted it as part of their job. And we're hearing now that some riders are considering carrying a means of protection themselves. They're also locating their stolen bikes and trying to retrieve them themselves. Is there a fear then that this could kind of make a bad situation worse or escalate, I suppose, an already volatile situation? The first thing I'd say, anybody listening that thinks carrying a weapon of any sort is the right thing to do. Is I would say, please don't do that. It's exactly the wrong thing to do. Very often when people carry a weapon, that weapon is used on them. We're a civilised country. We have law and order. People should not be taking the law into their own hands. It's not up to people to decide that they're going to dish out street justice. If they do, maybe if they have an air tag on their bicycle or whatever it is, and they can locate it, they need to go to the guards and let the guards do their job. Because going out, taking on these people themselves, I would be very fearful, much more violent repercussions. And that can escalate very, very quickly. I'd like to see a 10 million increase in community support and targeted outreach responses to youth in particular. I think the 10 million for the Guardi is so crucial, but I also think we should be looking at, you know, stopping it before the dam is burst when people are involved in criminality. And that's uh, criminologist Trina O'Connor. Um, it's interesting you talk about the apps that Just Eat and Deliveroo have available, you know, the security apps. You wonder, do they not need something more like the alarms that elderly people are, are given by the HSE in their homes? You don't have to go foostering around for a for a phone mm. to do it. You just press the alarm. They've tracked you. They know exactly where you are. And going from team to team to person to person, mm. God knows, is it over in the UK? Is it going back to the Irish Guards then? And Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, who is representing these workers? I mean, who is the voice 
for their troubles. Well, there is work going on in the background, to be fair, and there'd be meetings with the Gardaí, the Taoiseach when he was taunished, and with other stakeholders. So the English Language Students' Union has been heavily campaigning and highlighting the issues the community is facing. But you also have others like the Migrants' Rights Centre, the Irish Network Against Racism, SIP2, and the Brazilian Embassy. Just on embassies, Pat, many listeners will be aware of the, the warning given out by the US Embassy to American tourists in Ireland. Well, now the Canadian, Spanish and New Zealand embassies have also followed suit and recommended visitors here to be to be cautious, basically, about crime. But I met with Fikra Oloon, who, who co-founded the English Language Students' Union. Now, he's been teaching English in the past and is involved with the community living here. He's engaged with different departments and the Gardaí on a number of the issues. Fikra has a range of recommendations, but, but he believes increasing the hours stamp two visa holders can work would be a priority. Fikra says Ireland should look at models in New York and Spain. A lot of people who are on this visa, they're restricted to working only 20 hours a week legally. So that means that they have to find other income streams like delivery or anything like that which will help pay the bills because as the rent's going up in Dublin, like their pay is actually dropping. You have had meetings with the Gardaí and the Taoiseach. How constructive have their meetings been and what do you want to see come out of them? Well, like, yeah, we had a meeting with the guards there last week and it was good. I mean, uh, the, the problem is, and we hate to say it, like, but sometimes when it's flavour of the month or like there's been a terrible tragedy, people rush to say, oh, we're, we're gonna, we care, we're going to do this. But the reality is that there's ongoing violence against these workers. The big matter is the EU Platform Work Directive, and that's being decided this summer. They will be deciding now what will be the final terms and references of the Platform Work Directive. Um, and this will govern every future work relationship that anyone who is employed through an app. So we're trying to claw back some of those worker rights and guarantees. So there's a few different problems, and like uh, some of them can be solved with with increased sort of visibility but the other one is a sort of a cultural change is that very often unfortunately when these workers do go to sort of complain about a theft or any sort of violence against them they feel that their concerns aren't taken seriously so I think we need a bit more regulation of the sector in general but also the left hand needs to figure out what the right hand's doing too in terms of like how we are luring people to come over here and then to be sort of sort of indentured servants increase the number of hours they can work legally increase the basic payment to about six euros increase the basic pay make sure they're getting a decent wage, make sure that like Ireland is appreciative that these people have come over. And that's the co-founder of the English Language Students' Union, Fiacra Ulun, ending that report uh, from Josh Crosby. One of the uh, writers talking about getting a, a taser if it's legal. Well, just want to clarify, uh, having a taser is certainly not legal in this jurisdiction. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.